Let loose with Vontae and Josh. Let loose with Vontae and Josh. Let loose with Vontae and Josh. Welcome back. We are back. And we are black. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How's your week been going, Josh? How 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 was last week? You know, today's Memorial Memorial Day. Yep. And uh it's the official start to summer. Uh so you know I had to go out and if you can't beat them, join them. I got the Hoochie Daddy shorts on. I got up so everybody that Silvante could see, but then I realized, uh, then I realized uh, this is a podcast and y'all can't see me. So, yeah, <laughs> Josh got on them shorts. Thought he he showed he showed his thighs, legs and hips and body body over you, here. You about to be out in these now in these streets? Yes, you know you already know Joshua the Wordsmith, realizing nigga give a. Fuck that a bitch. Let me tell you. All right. It is what it is. It's a five star. Anyway, <clears throat> let me tell you. Mm-hmm. I have been living my full adult life in these past mm-hmm. few days since school been out. Mm-hmm. School out, my thighs are out. Okay. That's great. Um, I'm just like uh one girl. Where she's like, I'm looking for my boyfriend. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm doing. So, you know, uh, it's a hot boy summer over here with Joshua Trotter. And um, hit me up. That's all I got to say. Well, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. What about you, Monte? Say hit him up, y'all. Shit. Oh, he really hot. Um, oh, also, Monte, a bitch made nigga. Um, because he took his wife <laughs> to go see the Bob's Burgers movie and did not take me, his podcast host, okay? And friend. <laughs> I thought I thought we were friends. He did not take me to the Bob's Burger movie, and therefore, um, <laughs> it, it's it's fuck the cannons all 2022. <laughs> Hashtag fuck them cannons. <laughs> well, we're sorry. Um, honestly, didn't know you like fucking Bob's Burger, but I should have known. Why well, should not? I should have known. But then you, you went to go see it with your brother, right? No, my brother's been in Atlanta. The, they literally, they literally just got back as we as we we're like recording. Oh, you gonna like it? Cause it was it was a lot of singing. Mm. Like. Bob's Burgers not used to singing like they may do a you know beat the uh Gina do the ka-ching ching ka-ching ching like it was full-fledged songs like it was live though but they, do, but they do they do like a song per episode like oh okay well I guess well I guess it's right on that's how that's what that's how you know I don't watch it so um it's been cool, you know. I mean, other than that, we've seen that. That was great. And I've just seen some funny shit. Like, it was like the fight happened this weekend. So, Javante, oh, yeah. Javante Davis knocked that nigga out. I told mm. this nigga named 
Ramos or whatever the fuck. I, I knew the nigga was going to get knocked out for two reasons. Why? Dante Davis is a real fucking fighter. And this nigga came out to this nigga, you know, when you're a boxer, you got an outro music. You walk into yeah. Your, yeah. Intro, your intro. This, yeah. nigga, this nigga came out to when doves cry. Not when doves cry. Not Prince. By Prince. This I said, this nigga walk out. Maybe I'm just like my mother. I was sitting on the couch. I made everybody laugh. I said, he about to get knocked the fuck out. They was like, why? I said, this nigga came out the Prince. This nigga ain't even come out to Michael Jackson. You about to get fucked up. You don't come out to no fucking fights. Not Prince. Not when this is what it sounds like when doves cry. That's why he got knocked out. And I was like, when doves cry. Oh <laughs> As he's going through the ropes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Go to my TikTok. Go to my TikTok, Devontae Cannon 2, if y'all want to see it. It is on there. Okay. <laughs> like 13, like 1300 views. We're going up TikTok. Y'all be fucking with a boy now. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but uh yeah. So speaking of that fight, so when Javante knocked that nigga out, I said he was gonna do it in the fifth round. He knocked him out in the sixth round. I was right on cue. But mm-hmm. so um knocked that nigga through the ropes. And um, so the announcer, you know, they talked to the boxers after mm-hmm. the announcer was like, so you know. How did win feeling this fight, winning this fight and stuff? Javante, like, you know, he was like, yeah. He was like, he was like, shit, my my uh my right like a gun, it's always loaded. <laughs> Full of bullets. And then this motherfucker, they go to announcer. He gonna say, you know, you know, I, I wouldn't say that given what's going on in America right now. Javante Davis opened his mouth wild, like, oh shit. You know, he was like, I do, but I do know that you. You, you meant boxing related. And so people in the comments was going off on, on Instagram. I was like, this motherfucker. But this the funny, the funniest comment I seen. He said, he's like, the, somebody said, the fucking mayonnaise warriors be really pissing me off. The <laughs> 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 oh, fucking mayonnaise warrior. I was done, bro. <laughs> oh, God. Please don't get mad. But like, what if we called you the Nutella warrior? Okay. <laughs> We've been called worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so other than that, I mean, it's been a cool week. I can't complain. No shit. Memorial Day, we didn't really do nothing because Memorial Day is kind of bittersweet with the family right now because mm-hmm. usually on Memorial Day, uh, my wife's grandfather would throw his annual Memorial Day picnic yeah, and yeah. obviously he passed away. This year, so it's just like ah, it's been a bittersweet. I worked, and my wife and my mother in law went to go visit his grave site, so it was cool, mm-hmm. you know. They fine. Other than that, I mean, normal day, it was cool. Well, that was good. <laughs> I'm glad that everything, you know, went well, but you still a bitch made nigga. I don't so get away from it. It's fuck the cannons all 2022. We'll, we'll, we'll make it up to you, goddamn. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Then we'll see Jurassic Park. I don't know if you like Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park? Maybe. Know. Maybe I would like to see some niggas get fucked up by some dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> At this point. Right. Yes. <laughs> White people getting ate by dinosaurs? Yes. Yeah. 
Speaking of fucked up, okay, I have to say it. This is my rant for the podcast. I'm oil. This, this is one of my many, but this is my main that I had to fucking, you know, put on there. We jumping right in, huh? Jumping in. Okay. So I just want to spread to all the people who listen and the people who are gonna listen to the outtakes, you know, like giving people the benefit of the doubt fucks you in the ass in the long run. It really mm. cause it's I give no come to a point. No Vaseline, okay? Straight raw, straight okay. raw. Okay, Jesus. Wow. Okay. Fucking what the fuck with some crystals, okay? Raw crystals. Crystals on your shit. It's gonna rip it. Okay. This is the problem. When you like building relationships or meeting new people, are you getting to know people and stuff? It's only so much given the benefit of the doubt you can give. Be like, yep. Benefit of the doubt. Say you in you entertaining some new relationship type shit. Benefit of the doubt. A girl or boy text their phone. Man or woman text their phone. Mm-hmm. Benefit of the doubt. That ain't my nigga. I ain't your bitch. Or I ain't your bitch. That ain't my nigga. Wanted to, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. But then, it, then you be, start becoming slow. When y'all in a relationship and the bitch or the nigga still is texting their phone, that's when the benefit of the doubt starts to slip. Mm-hmm. Or he ain't got no kids, but the baby and on, on the way counts. But you can't get the benefit of the doubt. It, it, it comes a point in time where like you can't keep giving people the benefit of the doubt because I feel like you let too much slip shit slide, motherfuckers gonna think it's a fucking whole ass amusement park. They gonna slip and slide everywhere. <laughs> Gotta watch really? out for that benefit of doubt. Because that fucks a lot of people up, especially if you good people. Mm-hmm. Do not ignore the signs. Do not ignore the signs. Mm-hmm. You are seeing what you, the Lord is showing you the light. You gotta watch. Like Medea said, you gotta watch. When the fucking light, when they shine the light on the roach and they scatter as a roach, pay attention. And this is my last thing I'm gonna say about that. Cause I feel like somebody needs to hear this. So I'm gonna be your friend to tell you. I'm gonna be your friend to tell you. Tell them. You being stupid. You being stupid, bitch. Yes, you, yes, you, yes, you, yes, you are being stupid. Yes, you, sir, you, ma'am, you, it, you, I don't identify, you, y'all, whoever, yeah, yeah, you being stupid. You being stupid, you being stupid. Stop being stupid. Stop being stupid. Because if you being stupid and you know you being stupid, what the fuck are you? I'm just saying. Can't keep making excuses while you keep doing shit. Hey, don't you hate that shit with friends? Mm-hmm. You hear a friend call you a man about the dumb shit they put up with. 
the dumb shit they put up with. And they knew the whole time they was putting up with dumb shit. And then you know what that motherfucker tell you? I feel so dumb. Like, well, it, it, here's here's the thing, Monte. Like nine times out of ten, you know, you know when something is sus. You know when something is up. You know when something is not right because it doesn't sit well with you. You know, and then obviously if they have proof to back it up, then you know, obviously there's proof, right? However, you gotta trust your gut. Trust your your internal mind your common sense if two plus two has always equaled four and then one day that shit start saying five something's wrong something is off also if everyone around you i'm talking about your close people and people not so close is everybody around you is saying don't fuck with them nigga don't fuck with them I don't know how else to put it, right? Like, <laughs> if every like if like bitch, if we telling you the house is on fire, right? You gonna wait to get burned? No, bitch, get out the house. <laughs> no, it's always that one motherfucker that be like, I don't see no fire, I don't see no smoke. Mm-hmm. All, right, bitch. All right, bitch, I told you it was on the attic. You on the first floor, bitch. But wait till it come down and the whole fucking wait, wait till that shit fall down. <laughs> you sitting there charging your phone, still on the phone. Everybody got out the mouth. You see? But that's what I was saying. Because like lately, like my friend, my friend Sarah, my dear friend, called me talking about one of her friends. And basically, I had to tell her, your friend's a dumbass. Mm-hmm. A dumbass. He a bitch. I told him he a fucking bitch and he a lame. I had to say, but it's all about it's 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 all about to like what you are willing to tolerate, right? That's exactly that's exactly why I call him a bitch. I say it's only so much you could. I said when somebody when you're in a relationship with somebody and that person lose respect from you for you, mm-hmm. you can tell because they don't give a fuck what they do. They don't give a fuck where they do it at. They don't give a fuck who going to see it. It's mm-hmm. disrespectful. When they lose respect for you, you have to move on. And like I said, this is my best advice to anybody in relationship. If somebody cheats and you take them back, you have forgiven them and taken them back. You have forgiven them. That's it. There is no fucking he cheated on me or she cheated on me, so I cheated cheated on them. Once you go tit for tat, it's a motherfucking rap. Mm. And that's all I got to say about that. Uh, I think when you know, my favorite one of of my favorite quotes from Dr. Maya Angelou is uh, when when someone shows you who they are, believe them, right? People are constantly showing us who they are, Mm -hmm. right? And if it doesn't gel well with you, then you should probably leave instead of trying to find ways to make it work, right? Uh, It's like, you know, when kids have those fucking, you know, toddlers, when they're learning shapes and shit, they got the little block thing that has the holes in it that's shaped like a star, a circle, or a square, or some shit. Bitch, 
you're trying to put a square in a circle hole. It ain't going to work. Right. Y'all do not mesh well together. Right? But eventually, you go, you're going to have that square block and you're going to find a square hole and be like, boop, there you go. Right? Yeah. Because you go well with that person. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to go well with everybody. You're not. It, it doesn't happen. I'm sorry. You know, even when you get to know new people, be wary of new people. Have a little bit of a guard up. You know, be open to meeting new people, but also be like, eh, mm, you know, be protective over yourself, right? Sometimes you got to listen to what people yes. say about that new person. You don't know. Yes. Now, somebody just come out to blue, you better watch that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you got a full fledged all oh, fuck that motherfucker, but you want, mm, that motherfucker, I got to watch him. Maybe I need to watch him. You know, it's it's just the end. Sorry. And it's okay to leave people at a certain level. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody is meant to be a top-tier friend. You know? Like, I got friends at work that are strictly friends at work. Like, it, if we leave this vicinity, we are we talking, we ain't hanging out on the weekend, we ain't doing nothing. You know? And that's okay. Like, they are okay with that. They don't have the understanding. We are friends to an extent, right? And sometimes you have to put people in those categories, right? Everybody has a tier. That is true, that is true. Because a lot of people think everybody that you meet is supposed to just automatically go to this top tier. You can't tell everybody your fucking business. You can't tell everybody, everybody ain't supposed to come to your motherfucking house. Niggas. Niggas closest to me don't even come over my mother's house, right? Because one, I feel like you got to be a certain type of worthy to come over my house. Like Catrice, anybody like that, y'all, of course y'all come over. But like, I'm very protective of my space. I'm very protective of, like, this is where I come for for peace, right? Anybody, that's the that's the word of the day. If anybody is fucking with your peace, you got to chuck up the deuces and tell them peace, peace the fuck out. Okay, if anybody is fucking with your peace, tell them peace the fuck out. Okay, stop dealing with that shit. Ooh, Lord Jesus, yes, Bronto, that was the word. That was ooh, I like that. Somebody need to hear. Somebody need to hear. Because it's not worth it. Your sanity, your peace. You constantly worry over this person who don't give a fuck about you. What the fuck? Come right. On. If gaining one person makes you lose it all, lose everybody around you, bitch. Is that is that one? Is that one person worth it? Mm-hmm. I ain't never. I ain't never wanted one person to. I ain't never wanted one person to be around me so bad. I will fuck up every relationship I ever fucking had with everybody else. Even if it took years to build, and then you worked your way up in tears with them certain people, mm-hmm. you got around, you got put in certain places, invited to certain things, you will fuck that up for some bullshit. You gotta think about that shit. This this ain't to nobody personally, but I know it's somebody that's gonna listen to this shit and it's gonna hit them. And you know, you needed to hear that. You're being dumb, bitch. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. We all go dumb. Okay to be dumb a little bit. But yeah. if you, you can't stay at dumb, you can't no, stay at dumb. You can't stay dumb forever. You can't because if you stand at dumb, bitch, you are that that is who you are. That's who you are. 
You can't, you're benefiting the doubt. That's right. That's who you are at the end of the day. You can't keep saying you're stupid. No, you're being yourself. You gullible. You gullible. You, you, you let motherfuckers sell you dreams. Quit letting these niggas and bitches sell y'all dreams. There ain't nobody that's out here that tell y'all dreams of the time. Oh, I'm a good person. I'm a good cat. I just, I just ain't been able to find nobody. Like, ain't it ain't a lot of good catches out here that's single. I'm sorry to tell y'all that. There's some. There is some. Josh is a good catch, y'all. This motherfucker do spoken word and everything. He got his head shaved. Y'all can't tell this nigga straight. He got his thighs out. He is ready. He is ready. Wow. Type boy he like. I don't know if he like him big, chunky, skinty, built. I don't know. Like them all. Oh, he like them all. Oh shit, this motherfucker checks mix. <laughs> <laughs> My nigga. That <laughs> <laughs> checks mix. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Y'all, it's just it's it's a matter it's it's a matter of how much how much respect do you have for yourself, you know, um, in terms of how much are you willing to deal with, how much are you willing to tolerate, you know, you gotta uh, we can't answer those questions for you, you know, you gotta answer that question for yourself. And ultimately, if you are constantly, I would start questioning my personal choices. If you're constantly attracting toxic people and constantly attracting toxic situations, well, bitch, there may be some things about you that might be toxic, you know, right? Just like we said, you're allowing this behavior to happen. You're allowing this to go on, you know? And that's why you to be self-aware. Yeah. You're like, damn. You know what? I thought this motherfucker was the problem. I thought she or he was the problem. I'm the fucking problem. Mm-hmm. I allowed the fuckery to happen and I watch it happen. Even though I have been on this same bridge time and time again, I know if I go across this bridge and I reach this part, it's going to be a good bridge until I get close to the middle and that bitch going to collapse. But mm-hmm. I'm going to keep going because I just believe that somebody has patched the cement. You ain't patch. You can't just put a patch a hole on the bridge. You got to fix the whole motherfucking frame. That's the problem. You walking over a you walking over a bridge with no frame, bridge. With no frame, bitch. Oh, that's a, that should be the the name of this episode. A bridge with no frame. A bridge with no frame. You walking walking on a bridge with no frame. There it is. That's it. Uh I, I'm my, for some reason my mind keeps going back to checks mix, but I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last week, <laughs> moving on. Last week we asked, uh, we talked about um, Time 100's uh, top influential people of 2022. Uh, we did not like their list. Terrible. Uh, we thought it was kind of trash. <laughs> So we have come up with our own list of three most influential people of 2021 or 2022. So Monte, you want to start us off? Okay. 
my three people are LeBron James. Hmm. I'm about to throw somebody off with this one. Not even LeBron. This one gonna kill him. Minister Louis Farrakhan. Minister Louis Farrakhan? Farrakhan. I don't even know. Sorry to this man. I I could see him walking down the street. I wouldn't know a thing. Sorry to this man. When you look him up, you're going to be like, wow. Okay. Minister Louis Farrakhan. I'm no Muslim, but I love him. Um, And I have to give my props to Stephen Jackson, who was the brother of, if you don't know, George Floyd. Mm. The revolution he started last year where marches was held and down there, all 50 states down there, it was the most like time to fucking have pride and basically Black Lives Matter to show people like it was the biggest thing. He literally had the biggest impact last year. And it was crazy that... (laughs) This nigga was just a hooper and a nigga that was a father and did a podcast and occasionally smoked blunts. And to be, for your brother to get killed and not you just flip that shit out of your, in your pain, you created the biggest movement in history of not just black people, of people. So kudos to you, my brother, kudos to you. And LeBron James, what he does every year to be a kid from Akron is amazing. To be in a limelight as long as this man's been a limelight, there's nothing y'all can say of LeBron that ain't basketball related. That's bad. Nothing you can say. There's nothing you can say. This this man has been spotless, spotless clean. The most cleanest athlete you've ever seen. Not saying that he's a fucking angel, because I'm pretty sure he got his shit. Pretty sure. Hopefully, if I ever meet him, this motherfucker's a great person. But, I mean, you know, they say, you know, sometimes you don't want to be who you really love because then you get your heart broke, you know? But, yeah, LeBron, the I Promise School, you know, the things going on, talking about what's going on in the NBA when, it was, when we was dying, black people was getting killed by police, you know, stuff like that. It was great. And all the other NBA players, shout out to y'all, Chris Paul, Giannis, and all them, because Giannis was one of the first teams to say that we ain't playing. That nigga ain't even from here, but he a nigga, but he's from Greece. So shout out to y'all. But LeBron, you know what you do. We appreciate it. You show what a good loving father is, hmm. a good husband, a good example. A, you know, all his friends is doing something great. And not all of them fucking play basketball. They all in different realms, but they still all friends from high from grade school to high school to now as adults. That's a great thing to see. That's, and that's great. That is goals. That is goals. I've always had a and while, while I don't know too much about uh, LeBron James, like the things that I do know about him are are top notch. Like I I really do have an admiration for. Anyone, first of all, just a family man in general, like to see a positive image of a black man that is not only the the at the top or the pinnacle of what he does, you know, in terms of his career, but also, you know, 
how he handles his family, how he handles his business. It's just, it's refreshing to see. And I think we don't celebrate those, those images enough. You know, uh, we yeah, just like, what, what, what's uh, Sierra's husband's name? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. You know, um, I, I saw on social media, like, niggas was calling him a square. Like, you know, because, I mean, I, what's, what's wrong with him being a good nigga? Like, I don't, you know, he, you know, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of the world, a lot of us have gotten used to, I'm going to use the word I used earlier, the toxicity, you know, um, in, in our in our celebrities and our stars and our icons or in each other. You know, we've just gotten used to uh, so much toxicity that when we do see positive and genuine positive role models, you know, we, we tend to shun them or not shine a light on them as much. Um, but yeah, shout out to him. Yeah. And my last person, Minister Louis Farrakhan. Louis Farrakhan has been like a black icon. And basically, he really speaks the truth. And Minister Farrakhan is basically blackballed on all like social media. And like, I'll send you a link to one of his speeches he does. He does a thing every year called Savior's Day when he basically preaches. Now, he's Muslim. But a lot of people don't like him because, like, Jews don't really like him because they say he, what the fuck is the worst? Anti-Semitic? I think something like that. Okay. Yeah, but basically, I've really never heard him say too much, something bad about the Jews. But I'll, this man really speaks the truth. And I'm no Muslim at all. I'm not going to convert none of that. I respect your religion, but that ain't for me. But I really heard that man talk, like, a year ago. And I've been hooked ever since. When he speaks, even though it's just on fucking YouTube, it can be an old clip. It's something about it that just makes me be still and listen. Mm-hmm. And like Savior's Day is fucking four hours. I damn near watch most of that shit at work. And I was just like, it really makes you think about how the world is going with our people. Because he's for us. He's not against the other people, but he's like, look, they got their shit, fuck all that. Let's worry the fuck about us. We need to get us in order. So that's how he is. So I give him my top three. He's definitely my top three. Them are my three, and that is why. Those are good type three. Um, I had my top three, and then I had to change it. Okay. Um. Because I was going to talk about, because I felt like their impact wasn't, while it was big, it wasn't, um, it wasn't big enough for what I was trying to convey, comparatively to others. So, like, one person that was on my list was Lil Nas X, just because of just, like, you know, gay, Black visibility, you know, coming into the game, switching it up. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna highlight him. I'm actually gonna highlight um, a man who also was at the at the forefront of the Black Lives Matter movement, um, 
that actually stood alongside George Floyd, uh, which is um, Benjamin Crump, attorney Benjamin Crump. Um, if you don't know about Benjamin Crump, Benjamin Crump uh, has been an advocate in all of the wrongful, wrongful, um, in all of the uh, basically hate crimes against black people um, and all of the police brutality shootings. Uh, the main person that people call is Benjamin Crump. And he actually got his, um, he, he actually first started out with these Black Lives Matter uh, cases uh, all the way back with Trayvon Martin, you know, and obviously the system is set up in a way where not every time you win, but, um, you know, we got to acknowledge the hard work that him and his team did um, and, and even, you know, getting jail time for the officers uh, who killed George Floyd, you know, and it's men like Benjamin Crump who are out here doing the work, you know, within the crooked legal system, mm-hmm. right? To try to help us out. So shout out to Benjamin Crump. Shout out to him. My next person is not black, <clears throat> um, but I still think this person had a big impact this year. And that is uh, President Vladimir Zelensky. Um, Vladimir Zelensky is the president of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you obviously know that there are they're in the midst of a war with Russia, a war that they did not ask for, um, mm-hmm. Russia invaded their country. Um, and their president is on, he has a family of his own. Um, He's a relatively new president, but he's out on the front lines with his people fighting to keep his democracy. And I think there is something very powerful about that, that struck, that, that struck a chord with the entire world. Um, because mo- if we think of most of our government officials, um, none of them would go fight for us, you know? Um, so to to see, and I'm sure Joe Biden is not going to fight for anybody anytime soon. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I just I, I I just think ever since I learned about Vladimir Zelensky and just like everything that he stands for, um, you know, and and his efforts to try to end this war, um. And, and try to stop the invasion of his country. I just think I I, I commend him a lot. Um, last on my list of most influential people, 2021, 2022, um, I had a hard time choosing. So I chose both because they both kind of did the same thing. Um, I'm choosing uh, Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka. Um, that was a good I'm choosing these two. I'm choosing these two ladies because they are bringing forth the very important conversation of mental health and how that definitely affects, um, you know, the way you enter the world, 
the way you interact, um, the boundaries that you set. I mean, and obviously these two are, are top athletes, right? And them stepping away from competitions to say, hey, look, my head ain't right. My head ain't in it. You know, your mental health is just as important as your physical health. And I think, you know, these two ladies of color were like really criticized. How dare you, how dare you not perform? How dare you turn away from competition? You know, but you're not the one up there doing those flips and tricks. You're not the one up there with all the pressure on you, you know, to win. That's a lot of pressure. And we got to remember these young ladies are under the age of what, 25? Right. You know, and they're being put on the world stage. And it doesn't matter if they're put on the world stage. I mean, th this, could, this could be a little league match that we're talking about. Um, we got to, we, we, we as a people have to start really considering how mental health plays into our daily lives, you know, and how it's nothing to play with. And that is actually very serious. You know, it's when you start um, downplaying somebody's mental health um, that, that actually sends them into a very dangerous place. And I just commend these two, these two uh, black women for, for stepping up and, and, you know, really speaking out about it. Mm. So shout out to them. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. Well, that's great. Um, well, since we still talk about influential people, um, this person I'm going to talk about now actually <laughs> made the fucking, uh, what, what list was it last week? They made the influential list last week? Yeah. Who was it? The New York Times? New York Oh, just Times. Times, Times Magazine. Yes. Caitlyn Jenner. So she did a a, a podcast with uh, uh, Pivot. Pivot, the Pivot podcast, yeah. If y'all don't know that podcast with Channing Crowder, uh, Joe, uh, shit. God damn it. Fred Taylor, Ryan, and Ryan Clark are the hosts of that podcast. And Fred Taylor and Channing, Channing Crowder, were, they were on the I Am Athlete podcast, but they switched over to their own thing. Basically did a pivot, play on words. That's that's why they podcast. Anywho, well, they interviewed Caitlyn Jenner. And that was an interview that kind of shocked everybody because they're like, damn, out of all the motherfuckers, what the fuck? Wow, left field, left field. I mean, it ain't really left field because Caitlyn Jenner was a fucking athlete. Mm -hmm. So... It's not really left field. It was just like random. You know what I mean? Like nobody would have thought Caitlyn Jenner type shit, you know? So it was actually a good interview. I learned a lot of shit about Caitlyn. She said some bullshit. Per usual. She said some bullshit about Kanye. I didn't like it. I didn't like it because she was talking about Pete. Kim seems more peaceful with Pete and Kanye made Kim's life a living hell. I was like, oh. Oh. Kanye did it, huh? I'm sure it went both ways. I, I feel like it went both ways. Exactly. You know, but they ain't gonna never throw their kids under the bus. They just, mm -hmm. 
they just little perfect angels that just still our fucking culture. Fuck everybody, man. But then somebody do it to them. But let's off. not forget. Sorry, now, now I'm getting upset. But let's not forget it was Kanye who helped Kim understand Caitlyn's transition to begin with. Oh, but let me let me be quiet. Let me let me say it. Go ahead. Yeah, he actually, I mean, he talked about that on the podcast. He was like, Kanye was one of my biggest supporters of me transitioning. And apparently everybody knew this motherfucker was uh, <laughs> felt like a woman or wanted to be a woman type shit. Mm-hmm. But Kaylin also said like because they asked her like, is she dating anybody anything? And he said, she said no. She said, I don't want no date. She said she honestly don't want to date nobody. She wants to be by herself. She said for the first Mm -hmm. time, she said she was like, every marriage I've been in failed and all that shit. Eh, I don't really want to entertain another relationship. And Caitlin's old as hell. So I I don't I don't blame her for not wanting to be with nobody. Yeah, because it ain't about getting uh pussy or dick. Right. She she old. She did all that shit. I'm pretty sure this he probably can't she or he she can't talk about the shit that she would you know has done in her life. But mm-hmm. I mean I just want to say it was a great the pivot podcast did an excellent, excellent interview. Yeah. It was great. It was I, I would like watch the interview again. It was entertaining. They talked to her about went in and about her divorces and shit like that. All the kids coming out to the kids and basically, because basically he she said, well he said at first before he became she said that she wouldn't have did it if her kids did all didn't approve. He talked to them and basically everybody was basically pretty supportive. And it was just like, you know, you still are dad. Even 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 though technically her only kids are Kylie and Kendall. With her. Right, correct. With her. Yes. With Chris. Because he got about, I think he said six or seven oh, kids. Oh, maybe he does have, uh, I'm sorry. See, yeah, it's a lot of gender. Let me mess it up. <laughs> maybe she does have other children with other spouses. I forgot about that. Yeah, he got other kids with other spouses. Remember, he was married three times. Chris was his third wife. Mm. So yeah, he was he he got about six kids. He got, I think he got a shit ton of boys. But um yeah, so he said, you know, he's getting he said everything's cool. And he said, he said, as you can see, my kids are doing well. I said, yeah, they doing well. We got you a billionaire and a I guess Kylie is the top, not Kylie, Kendall, Kendall is the top paid model in America. Even though that's bullshit. But I guess, you know, you know, this is America where, of course, they're going to let the token whore, I mean, the white girl, I mean, you know. Woo! All right! <laughs> Thank Sorry. you, Marte, for that. Yeah, yeah, but it was a good interview. Sorry, Caitlin, if you hear this, but it's true, bitch. Get over it. Get over it. Prove it. Prove me otherwise. That's all I want to say, bitch. Prove me otherwise. Prove me otherwise. She did have a little guard dog with her. 
the only thing about the interview, I was confused the whole time. I wish you, I just want you to watch a little bit of the, <laughs> sorry. Well, I was going to say the only thing I was confused about with the podcast, I just wanted to know the whole time, was Caitlin's friend a trans too? I couldn't really tell. But I thought she was. I'll have to watch. I'll have to watch the podcast. I feel like it, she gotta be trans. But so people can check this out on YouTube. On YouTube, the Pivot Podcast. I think it was their latest interview. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not. Maybe the second to latest. But yeah, it was a good interview. If you wanna like basically get to know Caitlyn's journey from Bruce to Caitlyn, and you know, like. She she very detailed and she cool as shit. She cool as shit. Like mm-hmm. if I had money and I was in a room, I'd fuck with her. Not like on no romantic shit, but you know, bitch, sit at my table, bitch. You kind of cool with your weird ass. She's still. I thought she. No, she's still weird, but <laughs> you know, you got to see you got to see like her cool side. Be like, okay, I see why y'all interview her. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't cringy, like, you know, it wasn't boring. That's what I want to say. It wasn't boring. Well, obviously, uh, anything with uh, that particular family, it's not going to be boring. Uh, That's for sure. Anyway, I want to kind of pivot. Uh, I feel like this is the second or third week in a row that we've had to like pivot to something serious, but my fuck. Um, So this past week, uh, you know, we got the news of the school shooting that happened in uh, Texas. Um, I believe the number was 19 students, second to fourth grade, um, killed, along with three adults, some being teachers. Um, and you know how you ranted at the beginning of the episode? Yeah. I think this is my. This is what this is my turn. Shine your light, Josh. I don't use you. Because this affects me so deeply because I am an educator, and this is like one of my worst fears as an educator. Um and I was even thinking back. Um we did not have, at least I don't remember having active shooter drills until I was in high school. Um, Yeah, I don't remember having active shooter drills until I was in high school, like lockdown drills, maybe middle school. Um, But even before that, my parents never had lockdown drills. Right. And et cetera, et cetera. So this is still a relatively new thing. I I don't understand how you expect 
this to stop happening. If the government, the people who are in charge, refuse to do anything about it. Right. Over and over again, we see these shootings. We just on this on this podcast, we just talked about a shooting at a grocery store. What was that? Ten people? Yeah. Mainly black people. Right. This, this is another minority shooting. Who, who were the, those people were like what 40 plus? Yeah, elderly. Oh, and, and the, the eldest was like 80, 80 or 90, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about kids, y'all. Kids. Kids. And even after Sandy Hook, even after Parkland, even after Las Vegas, even after Pulse nightclub, over and over and over again, these mass shootings happen. We cry, we, we grieve, we send our thoughts and prayers. We say, sorry, right, this is it. Something's gotta change, something's gotta happen and nothing happens. Nothing happens. Do you know in New Zealand, they had one, one mass shooting, and I believe that was in like 2017. Right. And then the next day, their government said no more and banned all assault rifles. They They haven't had a mass shooting since. We are the only developed country in the world mm-hmm. that has more guns than we have people, that has this many mass shootings on a regular basis. We are the only country in the world where 85% of our country want common sense gun laws. You can't get 85% of America to agree on whether ketchup belongs on a hot dog. Right. (laughs) But if 85% of Americans truly believe that something needs to change about common sense gun laws and that there should be thorough background checks and, 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 uh, uh, stipulations for people with mental disabilities. Why not enact that? Why would you not want it to be safer out here for people? Because you don't care about the American people. You care about guns and you care about the money you make from guns. You don't care about a classroom of second or fourth graders in the middle of Texas. You didn't care about the kids at Sandy Hook. Five-year-olds. And they were white. You telling me 
Here's what I'm saying. And then, I don't know if you saw this. This really pissed me off. You know Quinta Brunson, the creator of Abbott Elementary? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen Abbott Elementary, go watch it, go support it. Abbott Elementary is about a underfunded black elementary school in Philadelphia, right? It's a comedy. It's for the whole family. It's a family comedy. Ever since this shooting in Texas, people have been writing in to Quinta Brunson, asking her that next season, or for her season finale, or for her series finale, she should do a school shooting episode to really strike a chord. And make, and, and make it clear to our government what is happening in our schools. One. Are you stupid? Or are you fucking dumb? Okay? You white people fucking kill me. Okay? <laughs> because you are talking about putting on screen the visualization of black children being shot. And somehow we're supposed to make that funny. No. <laughs> Two. Instead of contacting the creator of Abbott Elementary, contact Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, who is still backed by the, the NRA, who has done nothing, nothing for common sense gun laws. Contact a senator, contact somebody else. Why would you contact the creator of a show? A show about an elementary school for black kids. Last thing I want to say, and I keep bringing this up, Amy Schumer, you were so fucking traumatized about the, the violence, the violence that, that happened at the Oscars with Will Smith and, 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 and fucking Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Traumatized. In your fucking pants suit, bitch. Shook in your fucking boots. Are you traumatized now? Are you traumatized now? We're talking about kids dying at school a place where people send their kids to be safe. Mm -hmm. Oh, but I'm sorry, you can't go anywhere else in this fucking country without being shot. You can't go to the grocery store, might get shot. Can't go to a concert, might get shot. You can't go to church, might get shot. 
Can't even be at home in your own fucking bed. Home in your bed. I get shot. When it is a danger to go anywhere outside of your fucking house or be in your house or just be in your skin, there is a problem. And stop. I'm so tired of these fucking people. And I I get that it has gotten to this point, but it should have never gotten to this point. I'm tired of people saying, oh, well, you know, we should just give teachers guns. Or we should just we should just have somebody with uh, like a military person stand in front of every fucking school in America. Are we living in the fucking Hunger Games? Right. Do we need that? Like, is that necessary? Is that at the point that we are at? Right. Because let me tell you, Susie, Sally, Chad, Brad. Those, those military officers, they're people too, right? And what's keeping them from walking up in the school and shooting it up? Teachers, we're people too, we're very underpaid. Half the time I wanna strangle all of my kids. <laughs> do I do it? No. But do I have my days where I snap? Yes, I do. Why would you want to give somebody like that access to a gun? The solution is simple. We have to hold our government accountable. Until then, there's going to be more Buffaloes. There's going to be more Parklands. There's going to be more Pulse nightclubs. There's going to be more Texas elementary school shootings. There's just gonna be more. And I just feel so badly for the parents, for the siblings who went to school with their sibling and left and don't know where their sibling is, who now have to go from, oh, I sent my child to school this morning. I got to make sure my child does their homework to, I have to plan a funeral for my seven-year-old child. I have to pick out a casket for my seven-year-old. husbands, wives, who sent their spouse, a teacher, to work like they usually do. Now grieving because they'll never come back because those teachers probably died trying to protect their students. Something's got to give. I'm tired of having these conversations. And I'm, quite frankly, and I'm being honest, this is up there for me. This is very hard to talk about for me because it is one of my 
beers as an educator. All right. You know, the fact that I have to talk to my seven and eight year old students about, hey, if some, if some crazy person comes into this classroom or comes into this school, this is what we do. Cut off the lights, lock the door, block the door, get to the back of the classroom, spread out, don't say anything. Even if you hear loud bangs, don't scream, don't make a sound. If they try to come in here, throw stuff at them. Sure, this second grade math book is gonna do wonders against a bullet. So that's all I have to say. Um, rest in peace to the victims and um, my heart goes out to the victims' families. But real peace will come with, with change. With change. So, that's all I have to say. Go ahead, Dante. Um, I mean, I feel like you pretty much said it for both of us. I feel the same way. And definitely I understand you because that's what you do. That's like somebody shooting up a condo building. Like that, it hits home for people, educators, teachers. It's already bad enough that they have to deal with children and they underpaid and all that. Now you can't even go to work. You gotta go to work, you already going to work on edge because you know what you're dealing with. Now you're going on edge because you're safety. And you don't know where it can come from, out the blue. This, this, this kid didn't even kill people in his class, these children that he killed had nothing to do with nothing that he had going on. These little kids eating Lunchables and shit. This motherfucker about to graduate. And he decides to lock himself in the classroom. And I can only imagine the horror that them kids went through as one by one, he was killing them. Teachers. And I'm just trying to say, if that shit don't upset you, I don't know what to tell you. I don't even have kids. And just looking at that paper made me want to cry. Those were little kids, innocent. They didn't even get the, they didn't even get the step into their light yet. Not even close to it. Just little, I don't know, what were they, like fourth graders or something? Third graders? I, I, it was second, I think it's second, third, and fourth graders. Second, third, and fourth graders. I mean, come on. They didn't even get to go to fucking middle school. Murdered for no fucking reason. Regular day of school. Who would have knew that that would have been the last lunch they got packed? That would have been the last goodbye, kiss, hey, bye, dad, bye, grandma. The last moment. And that don't even, I'm sorry, that don't even just affect 
the families. It, it affects their classmates. It affects everybody in that school community. It affects their former teachers. Like you just don't even understand how, how deep this goes. It affects an entire community forever. 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 And you want to talk about traumatized. Right, that make you don't even want to fucking send your kids to school. And that ain't even on the fucking teacher's fault. It ain't them. You say, y'all say give them guns. Like, what the fuck is they going to do? If this motherfucker, if they got a handgun, teachers got a handgun, this motherfucker got a goddamn a machine gun. It's nothing they can fucking do. And then you have to see it coming. You got to pull the gun. What the fuck y'all want the teachers to be walking around? Hey, with the gun in one hand and the point in another hand, it's just not going to work like that. It's not going to work like that. And then for the audacity of you people, I understand we was upset. Everybody was emotional. For you people to get online and bully the person that that crazy ass man sent to somebody randomly that he didn't really fucking know, text and you people said, went on this girl's page and was bullying her, telling her it was her fault that this happened, is beyond me. If somebody randomly texts you some crazy shit, is it your fault that they do some crazy shit and they came out of nowhere? You had no clue what the fuck was going on, why this came to you. And y'all went on there and basically tried to blame this girl for the reason them kids died. That's just not right. And y'all owe her fucking apology. Cause y'all don't know how that makes somebody feel. That would probably drive somebody crazy. That's a lot of pressure to put on somebody that ain't have nothing to do with it. And to the shooter, as you rot in hell, you don't know what you did. Not only did you fuck up millions of families, hundreds of families, you fucked your own family up. Look what you did. Do you? I know you got siblings, uncles, grandma. Imagine how they go to work after that. How they go up and they know that's your brother. You gonna get them? They gotta move now. Get a different alias. Life was already hard. All because they tried to justify by saying, oh, he was bullied. We all, everybody's been fucking bullied at a point of their fucking life. This, that's just how the world is. That's how the world is. I've been bullied. But you know, I'm, you know, you just don't get to a point that that's an excuse to just kill everybody in sight. Parents, if you, if you don't take nothing else from this, check your kids. You need to be more involved. Check your kids. Just because they 18 doesn't give them a pass for you not to check. Check. You need to check the room. Check what the fuck they are ordering online. Check what they are watching online. Just because they are of age does not give them a fucking pass for them to do the bullshit that they do. At some point, you are still the parents. 
18 doesn't mean grown. The key word at 18 is teen. Teen, teen, read that shit. Pay attention. Because that one thing you catch can save millions, hundreds, 10 people lives. It can save somebody's life. It really can. And I just feel like you parents have to hold themselves accountable for their own children. I'm not saying that you can stop everything, but it's certain thing. If you get ahead of it, you could do it. Mm -hmm. And and check it, check in with them emotionally. Check in with them, you know, just about how you know, asking them how their day goes, you know, and not allowing them to just give you a one word response, you know? Well, it was okay. You know, no, really have a conversation with them. See how they're doing, you know? Understand what's bothering them, you know? And if you can't get to the bottom of that shit, figure it, you know, really try to like dig around and figure it out, you know? Or, or get them some help for, so that they can dissect their feelings or dissect whatever's going on. And be able right. to properly communicate. Um, and you know when what behavior is unhealthy behavior. You know? If they start talking a certain way or start moving a certain way or say, start hanging around a, a certain crowd, you notice those things, right? Start speaking up. Start speaking up. Start speaking up. I check in with all of my students all the time. It's a balancing act. It's hard, yes, especially when you got multiple kids, right? I get that. But any little thing you can do, even if you just notice, like even when I notice like a kid who's not raising their hand as much in class anymore, I'm like, hey, you all right? You know, is everything cool? Da, da, da. You know, it's, it's a multifaceted problem with multiple answers. But, but, as it, as it, but as always, the shit starts at home. Yeah. It starts at home. You got to pay attention. Quit trying to be your children's friends. Yes. I'm not saying y'all can't laugh. We can't giggle, giggle about shit. But it comes a certain time where you have to establish your dominance as the parent. You are the parent first. Parent first, the friend first. And, and stop sending them to school expecting the teachers to do everything. Stop sending them to school expecting for the school to help them emotionally and help them uh, uh, mentally and do all of this other stuff, right? We only with your kids seven hours out the day. Right. The rest of it is up to you. With um, that, I think we, we should probably skip. Yeah, let's just wrap. <laughs> um, well, you guys can find me at uh, DJ Cannon1993 on Instagram, Devontae Cannon on Facebook. Also, if you have anything you want us, me and Josh, to give our two cents on, comment on, maybe talk about, you can inbox us at letitloosepodcast at gmail.com. Again, it is let it loose podcast at gmail.com. Josh, where can the good people find you? Well, first of all, make sure you check out both of our podcasts, The Word and uh, The Messy Bestie Podcast. 
Um, you guys can find me at Joshua Wordsmith on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, and uh, thank you guys for listening. And if you want real change, you know, contact your local senators, contact whoever you need to contact, um, you know, and, and be a part of the real change. Um, and it's still fuck the cannons all 2020. <laughs> <laughs> we will, we will, we will redeem ourselves. But I want to thank y'all. Happy Memorial Day. And you were just now listening to Letting It Loose with Monte. See y'all. Yeah.